part of my morning routine, the first thing I do is work out so it will get done. If I don't work out unless it's a rest day, it will reflect in my body and mood. I like the confidence and power, mood boost and freedom I feel in my mind and body after my workout. Honestly, I work out to several streaming apps, but my fave and number one go-to is BOD, Beachbody On Demand. It's a one-stop shop for fitness, nutrition, and relaxation. After I healed my gut, I needed a program that I could ease back into fitness because I was ready for more than just stretching, foam rolling, and eccentric type body work. So I tried 645, a workout that is all about functionality, building strength, and preparing you for more intense workouts. Over those 13 weeks, I love that I got stronger, confident, and I was more well able in not only my workouts, but in my daily life. I loved it. When I travel, I don't have a set of weights to use, and there are so many other workout programs that I can choose from on BOD, anywhere from strength training, dance, yoga, martial arts, boxing, Pilates, bar, cardio, you name it. It's like Netflix for fitness, and don't get me started on some of the recipes I try from the cooking shows, like one of my faves, breadsticks made with cauliflower. What? And one of the best things about BOD are the super trainers for each workout. It's like a personal trainer that I can afford daily to show up in my living room to train me, push me, and help me get results. So guys, if you too are looking to commit to a workout, your health and fitness, and have a personal trainer that you can afford to help you along the way, check out BOD. Go to fitflowsupport.com. The link will be in the show notes for you. And the best part is, if you sign up for BOD using the link I provided for you, you automatically get me for free as your coach to help you along your journey. Power up, my friends. Welcome back for another episode of the Actors Flow Podcast, where the well-being of actors comes first. I am your host, Talia Toms. Today I have with me badass go-getter, actress, voiceover actor, director, and music teacher, Mary Beth Eversole. She and I cover a lot of ground from the hustle mentality, the fear of taking time off, self-tapes, why she chooses to pursue her career in a smaller market, to how she manages her autoimmune disorder around acting in everyday life. I do want to warn you that she does also discuss a topic that may be triggering to some when she speaks of an eating disorder, in case this episode is not for you. Okay, let's dive into the show. Mary Beth Eversole, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. I know, it's been way too long and it's really good to see you, Talia. You too. I miss having you here in LA. I'm so glad you're at at a place where you're, you know, where it speaks to you much more, but it's, I miss having you here in LA. So I'm excited that you agreed to do this. This is going to be a treat. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. And I do, I miss you guys too. All my friends in LA, I miss you. So yeah, it's good to, it's good to talk today. Yay. Yes. 
Well, we'll dive, we'll dive right in. So just to get us started, just because everyone wants to know is like, tell us if you have, as an actor, if you have reps, if you have a manager, what market you're in, all that good stuff. Sure. Okay. So um, I am still repped in LA for my voiceover work nice. uh, with commercial talent. So that's exciting. Um, and I have rep here in Colorado, Big Fish Talent. They, across the board, I'm repped in New Mexico with Presley Talent across the board. And I just signed with an agent in Utah um, who represents for Utah, Montana, Wyoming, and Nevada. So that's exciting. Beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. How's that one going? Um, it's just, we just literally, I just signed them with them last week. So, um, (laughs) just, just trying to get all of the, you know, the paperwork signed and get all the, uh, like all my, make sure all my stuff is up to date on all the like actors access and now casting. I just, not not sorry, casting networks. Um, and I just finished all of that. It's always good to, to go and recheck all of those databases. You know, I try to do it at least, um, every six months, but I was kind of behind, and so signing with them, it was good because I was like, oh, I need to update this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they've already sent me, they already sent me, a, it was a photo shoot, um, but they were, they were more seeking locals for that one. But there is a lot of work that they pull in people from Colorado and Los Angeles, actually. Um, oh, wow. So, cause you know, Yellowstone shoots there and all of that. So they're always pulling in people uh, from out of, out of state, which is nice. You're such a go-getter. That's one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring you onto a podcast. You're such a badass. You're a go-getter. Oh. You don't stop. Right back I... at you, my friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> so so tell us how acting all began for you. Like what's your journey getting introduced to acting and how you knew it was what you wanted to do? Well, I'm pretty sure that my mom has said multiple times that I came out of the womb acting and singing. So, (laughs) um, so I have been acting for as long as I can remember, honestly, um, it started and music as well, um, piano and voice. So, uh, it started for me when I was around three, um, and I just was doing, uh, back then I was a part of my, my family was a big part of their church and they had like musicals and things like that. So I was, uh, doing those a lot. And then, um, as I was, entered into public school, I did everything they could possibly offer um, from choir to any theater play they were doing um, that our our community where I grew up in Kansas City was really great for uh, theater, community theater and professional theater. So I just grew up doing a lot of things with community and professional theaters also through school. Um, And um, on the, you know, as, as, things, other things that I was doing, I was doing a lot of, um, piano competitions and voice competitions and, um, yeah. So that, so I was like doing all of it. You were. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then as I moved into, uh, when I was 16, I was introduced to singing opera and that was like my thing for the next like 15 years. I was a professional opera singer for 10. Both of my degrees are in vocal performance and music education, um, but I was doing theater throughout, um, including during in, as a part of my degrees. Um, and then I, I made the switch to uh, on camera. I had done a few on camera things as a teen. I had an agent, um, just like, you know, commercial, regional commercials, things like that, or local. Um, and then um, when I was 
I, what was I? I was like 25, I think. Um, I had been fighting illness for quite some time. I had been diagnosed with severe food allergies and airborne and skin allergies that were uh, frequently landing me in the hospital. And wow. I lost my voice for an entire year, uh, as in I couldn't control the sounds that were coming out. Um, and as a professional opera singer, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> so, um, and I, I, I went through a series, a couple teachers that didn't understand how to deal with someone that was battling, dealing with a, a physical issue. And they were, I hate to say it, but somewhat abusive. And, um, it may, I completely stopped. I completely stopped performing, singing. Um, I was teaching, so I kept teaching, but, and I thought, well, I guess I'm just going to do this. And, and then a student came in and said, you know, have you ever considered voiceover? Cause you can still talk. Okay. You know? And I was like, no. So I, so I took a class and that led me to take an on-camera class. And then from there, it was like 2011, I built my voiceover studio and I was still in Colorado and started, I, I got hired by iHeartRadio to be one of their voiceover artists, like continuously. Nice. nice. Um, and I continued taking classes for on-camera. Um, I had some really excellent uh, instructors in Colorado that had lived and worked in LA for like 20 years. And so they, they were bringing LA training to Colorado, which was great. And then I felt I started getting auditions in LA. So I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> so <laughs> I moved to LA, moved to LA in 2013 and was there until, uh, right before the pandemic hit till 2019. And, um, I, I did quite a bit while I was out there and I'm really grateful for the time I had, but I was still battling my health. And that's part of the reason that's part of what made me decide to come home, uh, come back. Well, I call Colorado my home. I grew up in Kansas City, oh. Colorado is my, my actual home. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and you know, my yeah, husband I, was with me. So yeah, I, that's, I, I that's, that's want, my story. <laughs> I love it. So it's kind of, it was really a ripple effect for you. Yeah. One thing after yeah. one thing led to another. That's that's so awesome. I I know you're acting, which you're very talented. I would have learned loved to hear you do opera singing. Oh my goodness! Oh, thanks. Well, I've I've still got stuff on SoundCloud, and every once in a while, now that because uh, I actually have, uh, we we finally discovered what was causing the issue. It's called spasmodic dysphonia, and and it's a side effect of my autoimmune disorder that I was diagnosed with, and there's an actually a treatment for it. So. Um, nice. I I've been able to get my voice back almost completely. It's not like it was, but it's still, it's still good. So I sing for myself now <laughs> <laughs> and your husband <laughs> and my husband, I sing for my students and occasionally I will do a musical. So oh, that's yeah. so great. I'm going to have to listen to your stuff. You said on SoundCloud, what did you call it? SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud. Okay. I'll have to listen to that. Yes. I'm going to reach out to you because I want, I want to hear you. Oh, thanks. So now let's, I guess let's just go ahead and dive into the health stuff because one thing that, you know, whether you're listening to podcasts or you're in class, one thing that we don't, is not talked about is, you know, one of the reasons why I started the actors flow is because I really want actors to be people first and take care of themselves in a holistic way and let acting, you know, fit into your life, be a part of your life, but it's not your life. 
And one of the things that, you know, among us actors, there's a lot of talk about auditions and classes and workshops and, you know, representation and all this stuff, but we don't support each other where I feel, I don't feel actors support each other enough where things really truly matter. Things like our health, you know, me going through my own health journey, it can feel like a lonely journey because that's just not something that's talked about in the in the acting community. How do you, how do you feel about that? Because I know, I know you had to take quite a bit of time off just like I did for your health. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I, I kept getting sick. So then I was forced to take time off and then I would come back too soon and get sick again. Yep. And, um, and it was, I credit that, um, Partly because of the way I was raised, I was taught to always hustle and always, always, always be busy and always schedule. And it turned into kind of a coping mechanism for me. So when I didn't want to feel certain feelings, I would just schedule myself to be so busy that I couldn't spend time to focus on my feelings Mm -hmm. (laughs) or how my body was feeling. Um, But the other thing that I think really contributed to that was just the hustle mentality of our society as a whole. (laughs) Like it's just go, 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 go. Don't pay attention to, you know, yourself, or if you're paying attention to yourself, make sure that you're the most pristine, perfect body. And, you know, and in that way it's go, go, go also, you know, work out, eat right, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's starting. I think the tide is starting to turn um, regarding, you know, physical health and diet and stuff like that. I think we're starting to realize that it's not one size fits all, you know? And, but I didn't, I had to take my own journey, especially with the food allergies um, happening. It was a really personal deep dive into figuring out what it was I could eat. Um, I also struggled with anorexia for, I almost died from it when I was um, 15 years old. I was like 69 pounds and five, eight (laughs) and in the hospital for two months. And um, that was like a, it's anorexia is not something that really goes away. The thoughts are still there. It's just something you manage. It's a coping mechanism. Um, But I was actively anorexic for about 10 years. And I think honestly, a lot of us kind of are in that mind frame, like that disordered eating and disordered exercising mind frame. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a, it's a culture that exists, especially in Hollywood. And when you are also then hustling just schedule wise, it's easy to fall back on those things, like onto those thoughts and those actions um, because yeah, it gets results, you know, starving yourself gets results, but then you die. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, did, you know, I, oh, I, sorry. I remember you being a participant in, in my seven day, um, challenge group, you know, for nutrition and working out. How did you, you know, how, how cause that, you know, how, how did you take that on? Because from listening to you, I, cause you thrived in it. You were like, you you thrived in that group, which I was so happy to see. So how did you manage your thoughts there? So it wasn't a competition for you or it didn't bring up, you know, triggering thoughts for you. It definitely brought up thoughts for me, but at the point that I was at, when I took that, I had been through, you know, 15 years of therapy, learning how to manage my thoughts and, 
you know, how not to give in to the anorexic, you know, voice asking you to go too far, do too much. And, um, at that point I was, I was seeking, like, I just wanted to be physically healthy Mm -hmm. so that my autoimmune was in like in managed. (laughs) Um, and frankly, we didn't know at the time that that's what that was the autoimmune. Like I was just still, I was just having issues like massive, massive issues. Um, so I thought, okay, exercise is the thing I need to do. And while it helped a little, um, I've learned a lot about my autoimmune since being back in Colorado. Cause that's when I got diagnosed finally, um, right. With the correct thing. And what I've learned is that yes, movement, purposeful movement is necessary, not only for my physical, but my mental health, but pushing myself to the point of like hit exercises and all of that stuff is actually not that beneficial for me. It, 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 uh, turns the autoimmune up. It flares it up. Okay. Um, and so, so while I loved doing that boot camp <laughs> because <laughs> just, just because it was, it was something where I could focus and it was like, okay, this is something I can grasp onto in the midst of all of this chaotic Los Angeles stuff, yes. <laughs> you know? Um, and I loved that aspect of it, but you talked a lot about holistically approaching exercise as well. You, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, ta- you didn't just say do these 25 pushups. You were like, think about your, like, feel your body, like figure out what's going, listen to yourself. And yes. when you need to rest, rest, you know? So um, that was a big lesson I learned in Los Angeles, Los Angeles and from you and from another health coach I had worked with was how to stop when my body was saying you have to rest and it's still something I'm learning. <laughs> yes. Us type A's man. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> um, but, but something that has finally gotten through my head, I have, I I mean, I'm, I would never wish an autoimmune disorder on anyone, but I will say it keeps me in check because it knocks me out. If I, if it flares up, it's, I am knocked flat for months and I finally have learned that I have to listen to my body and move and rest yes. when it says I need to do either one. And I that's, and honestly, I'll say that boot camp was, I think the catalyst for the start of me learning that. Oh, 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 thank you for saying, I'm so, I'm so glad you got so much out of that challenge group. Um, when we did that, um, several years ago, I, I'm so glad that that taught that helped teach you that. Yeah. Now implementing it took a few more years, (laughs) but but at least it was like, it was a totally new concept for me at the time. Like it's nobody had ever said to me, just stop and take a moment. Let you listen to your body. Let yourself rest. Like mm-hmm. no one had ever said that to me. I just was like, oh. I just kept thinking, push, 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 you know? No. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, when I run another one, I will let you know, because I, it was a joy to have you in there. Oh, thanks. Yes. I would love that. <clears throat> and so now tell me, cause you know, you and I both had to take off quite a bit of time from acting Were you, and you know, and again, our health, our health is everything. Yeah, it's 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 more important than I don't care how many auditions you get, what kind of booking you get. Like if you don't have your health in check, it does it doesn't matter. And it makes a big difference. So how when when it was time for you to tell your reps, like, were you fearful or 
you know, was it something, a boundary you were ready to set down? I definitely had a little bit of trepidation when I had to email them and say, you know, for me, it was again, kind of a ripple effect thing because I would, I wasn't listening to my, to my body. Um, so multiple times I didn't listen. And then I ended up in the ICU. I mean, multiple times. And then it's like, well, I'm in the ICU. So sorry, have to book this out, you know? And like yeah. every time I get out of the hospital, I'd go back home. The doctors would say to me, you need to take at least like a month off or something. And I would think in my head, oh, I'll just take a week and I'll be fine, you know? And um, I did that multiple times. And so I actually emailed my reps multiple times and I, you know, thank God they like me <laughs> because, you know, they put up with me doing this multiple times. And actually one of my reps is, um, she's become a friend. And at one point she said to me, you know, have you ever considered just taking the time that your doctor said you should, you know, oh, just like nice. take care of yourself. She's, and she said, she was like, we're going to be here when you come back. So please Beautiful. don't feel like you're going to be dropped because you're taking care of yourself. Beautiful. And I love that she said that because that kind of gave me permission finally mm-hmm. to anticipate instead of being in the middle of the crisis and then saying, I'm so sorry, I can't do my jobs. I can't do, I can't audition. I can't do my bookings. Um, I, I was able to say, look, uh, this all just happened. I'm kind of in, you know, flux right now and I need to take a moment. So sending that email, I think I was more, I was ready to be like, okay, this is it. Cause once you decide, then it's okay. It's like, okay, here we go. Exactly. And um, thank God all of my reps stuck with me through it. So, um, yeah, That's but okay. yes, there was definitely trepidation when having to <laughs> contact yes. them. It so was, I felt, you know, so there was trepidation, but there was also a little bit of embarrassment because I was, yeah. so, I was so used to being this booking queen for my agent and then to have to tell her, um, I need to pull out of the game for a little bit because of my health. Like it just, yeah. there's a little bit of shame or embarrassment there uh, along with fear. Cause you don't know how long they're going to be cool for you to take time off. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel, I live, yeah, she, I live she so much in great. shame. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I'm glad. Go. Yeah. I remember you telling me that she was, that she was good with that. And I'm so yes. glad that she was, I honestly feel like I honestly feel like the majority of people in this industry are not out to get you. (laughs) Like, I think that especially if you show up and do the work and you show them that you're doing the work and then you have to take a break. Mm -hmm. I honestly feel like they're, they've got your back. Most, I mean, the majority of people I've run into like that in this industry, like when I've had to say, Oh gosh, I have to take a break. They've been so supportive. And I think part of it has to do with, because I have shown them that when it's time to work, I work and I'm professional and yes, you know, so I think it's, I, I I think, I think us actors, I've been guilty of this. We, we give way too much of ourselves in my opinion, to our career sometimes until something like, 
you know, where we both had a health challenge to go through. And, you know, in every adversity, we all don't like adversity. But one thing I have learned through adversity, there's some gifts that come with it, too. I think where you and I are blessed, okay, we have these health challenges to go through, but we learn so much about ourselves. And we learn so much about how to take care of ourselves and listen to our bodies, where if that never happened, we would have kept doing the whole society thing, go, 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 climb the ladder, climb the ladder, achieve, 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 you know? Um, so yeah, to the detriment of yourself. Exactly. And I, I, that's where the acting used to run me. I, and well, I totally did myself in, in the beginning, just not taking care of what was most important. And that was me, not the career. Well, and I think what a lot of people don't understand because they see, okay, so, so celebrities, you know, are kind of the people that everyone sees all the time Mm -hmm. doing the job that we do. And they don't understand that these people that are at the top are able to take care of themselves because they have an entire staff doing Mm -hmm. most of the things that we ourselves, when we're at like the working actress level, but not celebrity status, you know, we have to do a lot of that stuff ourselves. Yes. And it's absolutely taxing. And if you, if you don't find the balance, then it, it's, it will destroy you. It, it will. And it did for me. It it, it really did. Um, it's also a money aspect too, to have yeah. the ability to pay for all the self-care that comes with yeah. taking care of yourself. I have, I've, I have spent more money on my health than I had this, this acting career and modeling. Uh, my far. health, my health, um, sent us into bankruptcy. Yes, we we ha- so, we accrued some debt, so I I totally yeah. understand. It is no joke. And I'm not afraid to I'm not afraid to admit that because I'm a huge advocate for um fixing the broken healthcare system in America and I think that there's such a stigma surrounding medical he- debt putting people into bankruptcy, but it's a thing that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I wasn't spending anything frivolously. I was just in the ICU too much, you know? Thank you. And yes. Yeah. And uh, when that happens, there's only so much you can do. Yes. So, yeah. So you too said you felt shame when you had to tell your, your reps that you needed to take a break. I felt shame when I had to tell anyone that I had to take a break. I because, know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Because so I was right. known as this go-getter. I'm known as this yes. badass go-getter that's always doing things. And yes. Like, I had to. And I th- I thought that when I had to take the break, I thought it was going to completely demolish everything I had built. Yep. And that I would never be able to get my career back to where it was when I had to take the break. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, where my career was when I had to take the break was unhealthy for me. Amen. And it was not going to sustain you. No. No. I, I remember stop and go. Yeah. Yes. I, I remember launching the actor's flow. Here I am a teacher of flow. But all of a sudden, a year later, my health just took me down and I had to come off the socials. You know, I would take on some flow session clients, but I couldn't be as active as I wanted to be. Yeah. So there was shame in that. I'm like, I'm supposed to be the the flow coach here. And <laughs> yeah. 
And now my health is like plummeted, but it's all good because I, again, I have learned so much through this journey that now I can actually help and serve people even more because I've learned so much through this. I can help people with their diet. I can help them with their, with their health. I can help them with acting, coaching. There's so many, I've become an audition coach since, you know, being, you know, down and out with my health. So I, there's, again, there's gifts to every if you face adversity. So I'll take it, (laughs) but it was embarrassing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just sad. (laughs) I was very sad. I was so sad during that time period, you know? So it's tough. Now, how do you take care of yourself having an autoimmune disorder, like in general, and then also when you're working long hours, (laughs) either acting and directing? Um, so for my specific autoimmune, something that is very important is sleep. Yes. Um, so I have to actually get eight hours of sleep mm-hmm. or I know that I'm functioning on less spoons. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I've made sleep a, a big, big priority in my life. And I actually, I finally have found, um, I've, I've always struggled to fall asleep and stay asleep. So I've actually finally found some natural supplements that really help with okay. that. Um, they're come in the form of patches. And so I put a patch on at night and 20 minutes later, I'm asleep. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. And I wake up and I don't feel groggy and it's like, Oh, this is great. So, um, I just know that that for, for me, that's number one underneath. Um, I have a, I have to do a specific protocol of, um, injections and, um, supplements to, to actually keep my specific autoimmune in check. Um, and it's still just managed. Um, and then I always just have to keep a really good eye on my schedule because if my schedule gets to be insane and I'm not allowing myself to take breaks to, I, to like, you know, take a 20 minute nap if I need to, or Mm -hmm. get up and move around, go take a walk. Um, Mm -hmm then, um, I, I will start to flare up. And when I flare up, it's, it can be life-threatening because my autoimmune, um, one of the symptoms of my autoimmune is unexplained anaphylaxis. So, um, so that's really scary. I actually had to, uh, so I've been building this course recently, um, for performance anxiety, and I've been pushing myself uh, I will admit that. And I am not ashamed to admit it because I know that launch time for any course is, you know, intense, It is. but this, but this week I pushed myself past my limits and I kind of went into the old tapes of just one more hour. You can just do one more hour. You can do this. Even though my body was saying to me, you're hurting, your eyes hurt, your joints hurt. You can feel the inflammation stop. Yes. I didn't stop and I had anaphylaxis on Thursday and had to be given an EpiPen. So what, that what is, is anaphylaxis? Am I saying, am I even saying that? Ana, Ana, anaphylaxis is a life-threatening, severe aller- allergic response. Okay. So you can die from it. Oh, wow. Um, okay. It's so like when, when people stop, like have difficulty breathing and they get hives and that swelling happens, um, your heart rate drops. Uh, it's also, um, digested like, yeah, uh, severe nausea, vomiting, 
um, severe stomach cramp, like everything under the sun. Basically it's a severe allergic reaction that affects uh, two or more of your uh, body uh, systems. So yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry you have to go through all that. And it's good that, and and I love how you're admitting that, Hey, I overdid it. Guess what? We all do it. So you're not there. And I, I just listening to you, Mary Beth, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast and talking so sincerely about your health issues, your autoimmune disorder, because there's there there we can carry shame around, you know, not being perfectly healthy or there, it's just it's just one area where the acting community, I don't feel we can I feel we could support each other better there. We don't talk I do about too. we we don't talk about where we struggle and what we're because every almost everybody has a chronic condition. I don't care if it's just migraines from migraines to an autoimmune disorder. We all can struggle with something. So I just I just really appreciate you being, you know, so vulnerable, honestly, and, and sharing. Yeah. This. I feel I emotional made, right now, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really well, grateful. I made, I made the decision. Being. Yeah, no, I made the decision a long time ago. Um, when I honestly, when I kind of went into full recovery from anorexia and then I started struggling with this autoimmune, which we don't know if it's connected. I think that it could be. Um, but I made the conscious decision to always be honest about how I was feeling you know, physically, whatever, because it was affecting my daily life and was affecting my work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was appearing to be inconsistent because there were days I couldn't show up and be a hundred percent. And it's just one of those things where I finally was just like, you know what? I need to be honest with myself and I need to be honest with everyone else that this is where I'm at. I do have limitations but it doesn't mean that I can't give you what you're looking for. So Ooh, I love that. That's power, yeah. baby. That's I'm so big on empowering actors and just being empowered as a person. So I love that. Yeah. Now, how do you, because you not only are an actress, you also now have started directing and you're a music teacher. How do you balance auditions, being a music teacher and directing projects? How do you, how do you <laughs> balance all this and taking oh. care of yourself? Yeah, no. So yeah, I'm a music and acting teacher. Um, and yes, actress. And I still do perform uh, singing and piano when I'm asked. And um, how do I balance it? It's a lot of, I've gotten to a point where I check in with myself each day. Um, in the morning, I check in just like internally, just like, how am I feeling today? Nice. (laughs) Um, That's great. And I try to check in at least like three to four times throughout the day. How am I doing? How am I doing? What took me the longest to learn how to balance was scheduling myself. Um, Because I used to just uh, schedule myself thinking, oh, I can get this all done in a day. And then I wouldn't. And I would try to push myself or I would feel like a failure because I didn't get to everything. <laughs> um, so just learning what my limitations were personally and what my abilities were and understanding like, how long does it take to actually teach a lesson? How long does it take to shoot a self tape? How long does it take? And then learning how to manage my time in a more uh, efficient manner while incorporating self-care throughout the day. 
So right now when I'm working on, like I said, I'm building this online course, it's a lot of sitting at your desk, um, building a website, writing a lot of copy, doing a lot of graphics. Um, I'm not used to that. I'm used to being up and moving around while I teach lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have started setting an alarm. And so every hour my alarm goes off and I get up and I stretch or I'll go for like a short walk. And Mm -hmm. I also set alarms for, um, eating because when I get focused and I'm in something, I will forget to eat. So, okay, that's great. I love that. Yeah. So like alarm setting has been really helpful for me. Um, (laughs) and I try to make it like a nice sounding alarm instead of an annoying alarm, because I noticed (laughs) that when it's, when it's the annoying alarm, I just turn it off and forget and then just keep going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Mm um, yeah. And then I set an alarm. Absolutely. And like, I'm, I'm someone who learns and remembers things by writing it out. So um, that's just me personally. So I actually have a planner, like a paper planner, and I still write out my schedule. Um, I've started using my phone more just for, you know, reminders, but I put it in my schedule. So I visually see it and I've written it out. Um, and that helps me remember. And I can see like the spacing on the page and like, oh, okay, there's, I'm not going to have enough time to do this. So I'm going to move this to this day, you know, and that, that helps me a lot. Okay, good. I love that. You're being very cognizant. And I I set a timer too, when I'm working, just so I can get up, either go get some water because I like to drink a gallon of water every day. Mm -hmm. I will go jump on my rebounder, stretch like you're saying, go for a walk because you, like you said, you're constantly sitting, sitting at your desk. Mm-hmm. doing work. So I love that you set a timer too. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, even with my online lessons, cause I, a, a lot of my lessons I teach online and even with that, sometimes I can, I like to get myself up and stand. So I'm standing with the student, but there's times, especially with piano when I'm sitting for a while. So in between lessons, I'll do the same thing. Um, but I also went another big thing that helps me. I have a support system of people who care about me and they have been through hell and back with me and my health. Um, my husband is one of them. He's the one who's like here so he can see it. Yes. (laughs) But my sister is a huge, uh, person that checks in with me. And I actually have an accountability buddy that checks in with me too. Um, and she's got an autoimmune as well, but she's, she's building her own business and we're kind of going through that together. So, um, they check in with me and like, especially my husband, you know, he'll come in and he'll say, how long have you been sitting here? Have you drunk? Have you, have you, have you eaten anything? I'm like, yes, I'm checking. I'm just checking in, you know, my sister, if she hasn't heard from me in a few days, she'll be like, okay, it's time to check in. (laughs) So, um, they know you very well. Uh Mm-hmm. Go Brett. That's Mary Beth's husband. Go. Yes. Brett. He's awesome. <laughs> that's so that that's what I'm talking about. That's great. You know, being that we all had to go through the pandemic, one of the gifts of COVID that I took advantage of was letting my agent know I was going to take a break from acting. It was a perfect time to get my health and side passion in check. During that time, I started reading with and coaching actors, and I fell in love with it so much, I decided to become an audition coach and do it for Reels Reels. I never knew coaching would be one of my side jams. 
I have to say, as I would consistently coach actors on a day-to-day basis, I began to notice common things that actors would do, and I would need to step in and help coach them through it. Being a casting director at one point, I knew that they wouldn't book the room or job if we didn't course correct. What I would experience from actor to actor were the same what I call the five blocks to booking. I had to do something about it to help, so I created a free audio lesson to help actors prep for their auditions. If you feel like you are giving it your all in your auditions, but you're still not booking the room or booking the job, or you're getting frustrated with the process, go to fiveblocksofbooking.com and help yourself get out of your own way are doing. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Get into a flow with your auditions. Go to fiveblocksofbooking.com and get to booking. Now, are you glad that you moved to Colorado and how is the Colorado market treating you as an actor and do you ever miss the LA market? I will say, of course, I miss the Los Angeles market. (laughs) Um, But I learned that I needed a different daily pace than what LA could offer me. Okay. Um, It was, it was too overstimulating for my health and honestly, my husband's mental health um, to be living there daily. Um, So we chose, we had the opportunity to move back here um, and rent uh, Brett's house from his parents Mm-hmm. Um, cause they, they had a rental house here in Colorado and it was just, it just happened to fall into our laps. We weren't planning on moving that quickly, but we did. Um, <laughs> and now we're glad we did because then there, then a pandemic hit, we would have been stuck there. So, oh God, yeah. um, in a one bedroom apartment with six cats, that would have been awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, um, but it's being back here has taught me how much I like to have a little space around me. I love gardening. That is actually a very cathartic and healing therapeutic thing for me. And so even if I were to move somewhere else or go back to LA or something, I would have to insist on having like some kind of yard so I could garden. Um, And, you know, the pace here is, it's still a bit of a hustle pace here, but it's slower than LA. And it's something that has been really beneficial for both of us. Um, now as far as opportunity goes, obviously it's a small market. Um, but what's cool is that we're right next door to a larger market, New Mexico, and we are considered local to New Mexico. So there's a lot of really awesome shows and films, um, union shows and films shooting down there. And, uh, thankfully I have rep down there. So I've been getting a lot of auditions in New Mexico and it's like a five hour, five, six hour drive for me. So it's like, it's not even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously with everything, having moved to self tapes and online, it's like, you don't even honestly go down there until it's like chemistry time. So, So um, yeah. So it's like, I would say it's, it's been mostly good with a little bit of like, uh, um, I wish, you know, that because when you walk out of the door in LA, you can turn to someone and say, Hey, do you want to make a movie? And they're like, sure, let's do it. (laughs) You know? Um, and it's getting to be more and more like that here. There's a great little film community in Northern Colorado, and there's a bigger film community in uh, Denver and Colorado Springs. 
Um, I'm actually going to a table read tomorrow for a feature film. I, and that I would say that the film and commercial market are starting to, the commercial market's big out here. So that's great. Um, the, the film market out here, uh, in the seventies, it was great. And then it went away and now it's coming back, which is awesome. Um, and we're trying to get television to come here. That'll hopefully change when incentives change. Um, but like I said, New Mexico is so close by. It's not, I don't feel like I'm missing out on being able to be a part of television and stuff like that. So, um, and just, you know, just with the way that things have gone with self-taping and things are, are kind of disenfranchised now Mm -hmm. or franchised. I'm not sure the word, um, but they're more spread out, you know, like there are tons of things shooting in Utah. There's things shooting in Montana, Atlanta, you know, there's still New York, there's still Los Angeles, but it's kind of spreading out, you know, and great. And that, makes me feel happy because I feel like Colorado is kind of central <laughs> to all of that. <laughs> so, so now, you know, I, if I have to fly somewhere, I can go wherever I need to. Exactly. Exactly. So, so now how many auditions would you say that you get in a week in the Colorado market? Um, it depends on the time of year, but uh, so things are starting to pick up now because, you know, uh, December, January tends to be slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as auditions go, um, I'd say probably three or four a week. Oh, so, that's good. Okay. Which is pretty good. But yeah. I mean, but like, like I said, one of them was for Utah. Then one was for New Mexico. And then I had two for Colorado. So, you know, it's, uh, it's spread out for sure. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's, I still get auditions. So that's great. This is good. <laughs> um, I and love that's, it. And that's, on, that's on camera stuff. And then I'm also getting voiceover, a lot of voiceover stuff. So Okay. Uh, which keeps you busy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now being that you now being that is basically self-tape, self-tape, self-tapes. And I don't know if we really will ever go back to in-person auditions. Um, well, frankly, I hope not because it's a lot easier to do self-tapes. Out yeah, here. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I was going to ask you, do, would you consider getting another LA agent for a theatrical I would love to. Yeah. I just, I've been so busy with everything else. I, I can't, when I, when my agent dropped me, um, it was a mutual parting of ways because I was leaving Los Angeles. Um, okay. and, uh, at that point, you know, pandemic had not hit, even though self-taping was a thing, it wasn't a big thing. And they wanted to be able to have me, you know, cause they wanted to represent me for both commercial and theatrical and, you know, for commercial, you have to be there. So Yes. Um, so it was like, it's okay. We're good. I'll just go to my market and start from there. <laughs> so, okay. um, but, but yes, yes. I would love to have, have Los Angeles representation again. It's okay. just one of those things where I'm going to have to like focus my attention on actively looking and doing what you taught me. Um, and, uh, researching on IMDb, looking at the, the tier that I would probably fit into seeing if they, have a spa- a spot in their roster that's missing that I could fill. And um yeah, and then and then crafting that amazing email you taught me how to craft. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> yeah. You were you were such a good client. We'll get to that in a minute. You're you were <laughs> yeah, you were such a good client. But I, I was gonna before we get there, how how did you adjust to self-taping through the pandemic and how is it working with your husband? Um, so thankfully we have a big, beautiful house. Um, so I have the, like the first two rooms are basically my studio. Um, 
while they are open, the like to the kitchen and then living room and stuff, I'm kind of, it's kind of quartered off. So I have a lot of space to myself. The biggest problem I have is my cats. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I have to put them in the basement when I'm recording. And um, Brett has been a, such a trooper and he's been wow. a, a self-tape reader for me many, many times. Um, but I've actually started utilizing um, Skype a lot uh because i've i've kind of connected with a group of actors fellow actors okay. and we kind of read for each other Perfect. um when we have auditions and so we'll just skype each other and be the readers and that's okay. helped Perfect. a lot so and i know that there are also you know self tape reading uh there's a forum on facebook that does that offers that and then i know that there's um there's an app that um provides readers for a fee and that's that I used in. Yeah. We auditioned mm-hmm. um, that I used in Los Angeles actually a few times. Um, and it was really helpful because like with that, you can find someone like instantly, like they're there, yes. you know, um, whereas when, when it's with your group, with your friends or with the Facebook group, you have to schedule ahead. So that's true. Now, um, but that's been really time, good. Would, would you schedule time with your husband? Um, how, usually how did you work that out. Yeah. Usually it was like, Hey, I just got an audition. It's due in 24 hours. Um, can we self-tape this tonight after work? And he'd be like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Did you guys get along for the most part? Because it, it took me and it took me and my husband a little bit for us to get to a pl- you know a point where there was a flow. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely there was a there was a learning curve. Yes. <laughs> um uh-huh. And it, you know, what's interesting though, is another reason that I kind of felt okay leaving Los Angeles is because, and I don't know if it was the agent I was with or what, what they were submitting me for, but I was getting a lot of self-tapes when I, before I left Los Angeles in 2019, mm-hmm. um, 2018 and 2019. And so we had already kind of started the process of learning how to self-tape there. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I think it's just the pandemic just put everything on hyperdrive and then everybody was doing it. And what I loved is that everybody started sharing like their self-tape setup. And I was like, Ooh, I was like stealing ideas. I was like, Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. And then I'd reach out be like, what did you, where'd you get that backdrop? You know, like, um, that's something that was great. That, that like a silver lining that happened during the pandemic was that we kind of all got into this. Okay. We're all in this together. Let's help each other out. Thing. Yes. And, um, great? and I, yeah. And I think that it's stuck and I hope it continues. It will. That's one thing I love about the acting community there that that's where we have it down is to talk everything acting, you know? So yeah, I think it will. Yeah. So, so self-taping is like, I've actually started teaching self-taping classes myself because I've been doing it for quite a while now. And a lot of people here in Colorado um, did not know how to do it. So I've been having a lot of teaching a lot of people how to do it. Okay. Perfect. So yeah. I tell you, every time I talk to you, you're doing something new. And I'm just like, how does she do it all? <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> um, I have a I have a little sticky note that I I have on my piano right here. And it says, do things sanely and slowly with your higher power. Oh, I love that. Oh, sorry. I just slammed my piano lid shut. <laughs> I couldn't even hear it. So you're good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now, 
you keep talking about, you know, when we work together and I helped you with this and I helped you with that. I know, I know the listeners are like, what are you talking about? Mary yeah. Beth will forever be and was my first, I call them flow sessions. And you were my first client, um, flow session client. And I, you were, I, you have to say you're, I have to say you're one of my favorites because you, you came to, you came to those flow sessions and you were ready to work, you know, and you, and you believed in, and you believed in yourself and the things that I would, the action, the item actions that I would give you, you would do. And so you were, you, you definitely are one of my favorite clients. I have to say that. And so do you oh, want to tell thanks. people about what the flow session was and what it was you know, like for you and how you benefited? Yeah. So um, with the flow sessions, we did a lot of focus on, I was trying to sign with an agent um, in, a, I think it was in Atlanta, maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember. In which LA. It was. Also it was LA. LA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And we focused a lot on how to narrow it down so that you are not just like throwing spaghetti at the wall <laughs> um, and seeing what sticks. Um, and so, and we, you know, we looked at my reels, we looked at my resume. Um, you taught me how to write a really appealing email to yes. like initial email to the agent so that it captures their attention, but it's also not like, Hey, this is me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. I want you to re- to represent me. It was like, hey, this is me. Here is how I can help you. Perfect. And yes. um, that was a big thing that helped. Um, and then we just, you know, we talked a lot about holistically approaching your life so that acting was a part of it, but not all of it. Yes. And it's just like when you come to the realization that even though acting is your passion and it's something, you know, you probably wake up every day thinking about whatever it's still a job, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. your identity. Yes. And it's a part of your identity, right? It's a part of your identity and might be a part of your happiness, Mm -hmm. but it's not all of it. Yes. And, you know, when I started to realize that I didn't have to let my passions dictate my happiness, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, it things got a lot easier, and I I was able to handle rejection so much better because you know that's like what ninety five percent of our career is handling rejection. So it really is, um, and not taking things personally and all of that. And you know, there's still it still stings sometimes, but like you learn when you realize that you have other things in your life that bring you happiness and peace and joy. If you have, say, a bad audition and you don't get the part, you're not going to be devastated for weeks because you can go garden. Yeah. You know, like. Yes. So, yeah. You are speaking the actor's flow language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very passionate about it. And, and you doing the work, you know, because when you do get a flow session and if anyone is interested, just go to theactorsflow.com and under consulting, you'll see the actor flow sessions. But because you get a customized plan um, for whatever that you're needing, whether it's your life, your career or both. And you really you really took it to heart, Mary Beth. I you're such a go getter. And that's why you got results. You got representation. We -hmm. put a reel together. That's one thing I do on. I helped. Well, Mary Beth and other actors with putting a reel together. So you you got results because you did the work. 
Well, yeah. And one thing I love about the way that you, cause I had taken, you know, courses before on the business of acting, blah, blah, blah. Um, but one thing I love about what you do is that it is personalized and mm-hmm. you, what, what you said you were going to do, you did. And you took notes each session and then you'd give me homework. We'd come back and you'd ask me about those things. And it was a very like personal thing as opposed to this like cookie cutter. Here's how you do this to everybody. Yes. Thing, yes. You know? Oh, I yeah. thank you. I'm so I'm thank you. I'm I'm glad you you appreciated how I how I go about those sessions. It's yeah, important. I think it's I get necessary. really passionate. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you, Mary Beth. I get passionate about helping others. I really, that's another thing. I get so into helping clients, whether I'm doing audition coaching or flow session clients. So I have to, I get excited just like it's, or especially if my clients that I'm coaching, they get booked, I get super excited. So I was super yeah. excited when you got representation, we got your reel together. And one of the things that you, that you did, because you're like Talia, you know, a lot of the agencies were telling you they didn't, they didn't need another blonde. They weren't taking on, you know, blondes at the time. And now I'm not, before I say this, I don't want everyone to run out there and change their hair color, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I told her just working in an agency, you know, I learned when I was working behind the scenes at an agency in Atlanta, I learned that they considered white females diverse if they have red hair. So I shared that with Mary Beth and she was, like I said, she's a badass. She was like, all right, I'm going to go get red hair. And now well, again, and it's, I, yeah. what's that? Well, it's, and, and like the, the manager that I booked shortly after we had our sessions, I, when I suggested that to them, they were like, yes, do mm-hmm. that. Oh, and, yay. You so know, that, yep. I'm telling you. So, Yeah. And, how, and it's and made I, a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. And it looks good like, on you. I'm so glad I, it, it excites me when I say, I'm like, she still has her red hair. Well, yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't get a color that's not going to um, complement your, your complexion and all of that. I have redheads in my family. I knew that red would be, you know, something that would complement my, my skin tone, all of that. It would look natural because you don't, you want it to look natural. You want to be, you know, something. And, um, it's, I went from booking just like here and there big stuff and then little small things to booking a lot of big stuff. So nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm so glad it's worked out for you. It's, that makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Now tell us about this directing. So you got into directing too. Yeah, that's a more recent thing. So writing and directing. Um, the writing I had started uh, probably the last like three, two, three years I was in Los Angeles. I wrote a, um, it was started out as a short film and turned into an actual um, TV series and a pilot and all of that. Um, and then when I came back to Colorado, everybody here is kind of an indie filmmaker. (laughs) So Mm. I was like, okay, if I want to be in the game here, I'm going to have to like learn how to do this stuff. So, um, so I kept on writing. I also needed stuff to update my reels because, you know, during the pandemic things were somewhat booking, but not a lot of film or television was 
cooking a lot. So, um, so I was like, okay, well, um, I'm going to write my own stuff and I'm going to film it myself. Um, so I hired a friend who was a director and, um, like he'd been in, he's a really excellent AD, but he'd also directed his own stuff and he, um, knows how to operate cameras really well. So I hired him as like my right-hand man and I wrote four different scenes for my reel. And then we took a day and we went and filmed it. And I directed myself basically <laughs> under the two under the tutelage of my friend. Um, and from those reels, I posted them on YouTube and I put them as a part of my reel too. Um, I I got uh, more people, a company specific company I had taught a class for said, "Hey, we'd like you to do commercials for us to direct commercials. Can you write and direct them?" And I was like, "Wow." Uh, Okay. That's awesome. So, That's so awesome. I wrote and directed six commercials for them. And then um, unfortunately their company closed at the end wow. of the pandemic. And, but they took a portion of the things they were doing. Um, they did this thing called story bakers. It was uh, going into schools and teaching children how to write a story um, through theater. And they were trying to figure out how to make that pivot to become a film and so I, they wrote a script, they sent it to me and they said, we'd like you to direct this. And it needed rewriting because they, they were not screenwriters at the time. They, they needed help doing that. So I helped them kind of fix the script and then they hired me to direct and it ended up being picked up by the city of Fort Collins wow. and passed around to all the schools in the district. And so my video, my, it's a 30 minute video that I directed and it's, is passed around to everybody. And that's been really exciting. Um, I also wrote a 20 was 18 minute short film that I hired a production company to help me shoot it last year. I had the choice to direct and star in it. And I decided to go ahead and just star in it because <laughs> I had, I had done the directing and acting thing prior. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is too much. And again, I had to listen to my body and say, okay, I know myself and I know I'm going to overdo if I do both. And I really wanted to act in this story. So um, hired a production crew, hired a director. That's in its final edits. And we're about to send it into film festivals. It's called Pay Attention. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, I've been doing some of all of that. I love how you're doing, make, you're creating your own work. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like if a pandemic hits, you know, you have to do something. You have to. So, now, would you say your career is where you thought it would be, or I, I'm sure you want it to be, you know, elsewhere. We all are like, I would love to be doing this. You I know, mean, but, don't we all dream to be a series regular? Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, that's the dream. Did, but, did you think your career would be where it is now? Or like, how do you keep your drive? Um, I would say probably with the, you know, I have my hand in so many things that um that I don't ever get bored <laughs> I hear you yes. um that's so important but it always comes for acting specifically it always comes back to the fact that I just love telling stories through my body and my voice yes. and um and I love telling my stories and I have stories to tell but I also love telling other people's stories that sh- that need to be out there and Mm-hmm. I just love that. I love just, I have always loved the 
process of taking on another person and figuring out who they are and their mannerisms and their nuances and their thought processes and, you know, and how they relate to other people and how they live in the world that, that is created for them, you know? And yes, I just love that process. It's (laughs) it's sexy and it's like being a detective, just pulling, putting all the pieces together for your character. I, I love it. I love it. I've always, yeah, I've always been a researcher. I love doing research and like acting. There is a research aspect to acting and, that, that just feeds my soul. So, um, you know, and a lot of the, a lot of the things that I do have different ways of feeding my soul. And mm-hmm. so it's just, that's so but acting is like, acting is like the core. It's like in there deep, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like, it's my one that I always go back to. And it's just like, Oh, here you are again. I'm home, <laughs> you know? Cool. So. Well, do, do you have any projects in the works right now? Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, I have a feature film that I have a supporting, well, I guess I would say I'm a lead. I'm, I'm play the villain. So yeah, that's actually one of my essences is playing the sympathetic villain. And so, um, she thinks she's saving the world when in actually reality, she's, uh, she's destroying it. (laughs) So, um, so this film is called Serona and it is in the distribution process right now. We just got a first view of the Blu-ray DVD or Blu-ray DVD sets that nice. they've got. And um, they've got several distribution companies that are, are bidding over each other. So nice. um, that's exciting. And it's a trilogy. So, you know, it's one of those where we didn't know how the first film would do. So we were going to wait. They, they, I say we, they were going to wait and see how it did to see if they wanted to do the second film. Well, just the lead up to it, it hasn't even been released yet, but the lead up to it and the sponsors that have joined and all of this have made it possible for us to, uh, we're, we're table reading the second film tomorrow. Oh, Um, nice. And I have, and I have like the second film is my character's film. Like I'm so pumped. I'm just like, ah, um, so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then I've done three, uh, two audio books since January and I've, I'm uh, sorry, I have two audio. I'm, I've done one already. And then I've got another one that we're recording in about a week, two okay. weeks, I think. And that's a set. Um, so this, this one we're recording in a, in a little bit, uh, I actually booked the entire book series. So it's a seven book series. Ooh, nice. Um, so that's going to be, it's a, it's a young teen novel set called lost colors. So that's a fun one. Fun. Um, yeah. And I did a, a biology book called Everyday Biology, and that came out. So that's an audio. Uh, what of uh, what's the Amazon audio thing? Audible. 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 Yes. There we go. Uh-huh. Uh, that's on Audible. If anyone wants to listen, it's a really interesting book. It was written by a scientist for people who don't like science. So <laughs> um, it's really a very interesting. Like when I was recording the audio book, both the producer and I were just we'd stop and we'd be like wow, I didn't, that's so interesting. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's a really interesting book. Um, like I said, my short film that I wrote and acted in uh, called Pay Attention is just finishing edits and we're going to be submitting it to film festivals and we hope to get it on Amazon. Um, I'm building an online course surrounding performance anxiety um, geared towards pianists, actors, and singers. And awesome. I'm literally, I'm just about to launch that. I'm actually doing a free training 
uh, week leading up to the launch of the course, a free training week on performance anxiety. And that's coming up in March. So, oh, so do you want to know there's something I'm missing, but do you want to tell the (laughs) listeners how they can follow you or work with you? Uh, Yes. So um, if you're interested in taking that free performance anxiety training, um, you can go to www.performance dash the little teeny tiny dash thing joy.com forward slash free training. Um, you can see a lot of my stuff on Instagram. It's just, um, if you want to see my acting stuff, it's Mary Beth Eversol on Instagram. If you want to see the performance joy stuff, it's performance joy online. Um, and then my website, if you want to follow me for my acting, it's, um, www.marybetheversoul.com. Beautiful. I'm telling you, girl, you are, you are the woman. <laughs> oh, so are you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I love yes, your, thank your you. drive. Now, what I like to ask all, whoever I bring on to be interviewed, what I like to end with is ask, where in your life do you feel like your life is in flow? And what area of your life could you benefit from having more more of a flow state? So I would say this week, um, I need to get back to listening to my body just a little bit more as I'm working through this intense launch process for my course. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm definitely in the flow regarding launching the course. Like if things are, I mean, ideas are just like flowing into my brain constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like I'm definitely in the flow regarding my performing side. Um, so I would say probably the health side is where I need to like, okay, check in, maybe slow down a little bit, take a deep breath, go for a walk, drink some water, you know, yes. get some rest. Yeah. Good. So that's where it's at. I love it. Thank you for your honesty. And I, I tell you, health, man, it is, is, it is the first thing. If, if we don't have our health, it's so hard for anything else to take place. So absolutely. I love that you're aware of that and you're going to make the adjustments. Yeah. Well, Mary Beth, you have been a treat to have on here. I know the listeners are going to get so much from this and I can't tell you how much my heart just really expands for how much you went so vulnerable with your, your health journey. Again, when I listen to podcast acting podcasts, you just don't hear other, I, I just don't hear it being talked about. And there's so many other actors out there who also suffer from an autoimmune disorder or again, migraines all the time. They can't figure out why that, you know, why that is or any type yeah. of health problem. So thank you so much for coming on here. This was, this was a joy and I've got, I got to learn even more about you. So it was cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, just do me a favor and double check to make sure you are following the podcast. And it would mean a lot to me if you would rate, share, and review and tell me specifically what you liked about the episode. Help other actors like yourself find the podcast too that you know can also benefit from listening to the show. All right, until next time, my friends, go find your flow, shine, and 